Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Episode 654, or are we still going to be in it? Yeah, May 31st, last day of the month, 2021. On the show this week, we have Anthony. Hello. And the Wombat will be joining us momentarily. So we're going to have mic issues, as per usual. Or as, or as they oh, would yeah. say in Canada, as is tradition. Not as much fun with Ogambus. I know. I know. He did tweet at us. I mean, for the that's, first that's, time. I mean, that's just a general statement, too, I guess. But I'm specifically referring to the Princess of Canada thing. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, he, he he does know he can reach out directly, right? <laughs> I know. I know. He's, uh, he hadn't tweeted for like two weeks, and then he tweeted, and then he disappeared again. He's an, he's an anomaly, man. He's an enigma. He always yeah. has been. But anyway, uh, as I was mentioning to Anthony before the show, it's starting to feel a lot like E3. We had a big week of news. Uh, I'm assuming we won't see as much this week because E3 starts next. Well, the Jeff Keeley's thing starts on June 10th, and then you know E3's in in full swing. So we're less than two weeks away. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just glad that they're, I'm glad that stuff is being announced again, because let's be honest, last year wasn't great. Yeah. So. Last year was the, the year of everything is not coming out. Yeah. And like, I don't blame anyone for that. It's just, it's nice to, honestly, it's just nice to see devs excited to show off work again. This is, this is why when the, the. Like the the discussion around the industry was like, well, we don't need E3. Is like we kind of do, and not for people to show off their games because people can show off their games whenever they want. We need E3 as kind of like this annual cultural touchstone where we expect to see just these massive, you know, announcements and people to get excited about video games because people are too goddamn angry about video games. I think. I think people are saying that, uh, and, and I think they're taking it maybe too far. We don't need E3, the venue, the, but we need E3 spiritually. We need the state like, of mind. We, we need, I'm not going to go that far, but we, we need that sort of collective event of a time period where everybody comes to show off what they have, because... Just kind of having people do it whenever 
is really messy and hard to kind of keep track of. Yeah. Um, it tells people to, you know, you lose you lose track of oh, like when is this coming out, when is that coming out, because, it, you know, the games are announced at whatever time. A Tuesday so in April. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. So it's like you missed it, and you. I remember hearing about this game two years ago. Oh, yeah, it's coming up next week. It's like, really? It's like, yeah, because they announced it actually again, the the date on a Tuesday in April. But if you didn't watch it, you wouldn't know unless you're constantly looking up the game. So it is nice to have everything kind of collected in one space, whether it be E3 or Jeff Keighley's thing or whatever. You know, it's just nice to have it all clean and in some sort of order. Absolutely, so. and I'm I like am even, excited. Like even this week, we've had stuff show up, and it's like, yeah, it's, I guess it's around that time. Well, it would always happen you know? in the past. There would be pre E3, and then there would be E3 proper. So, like the stuff that people wanted to get out of the way that wasn't maybe necessarily on a big stage would would pop up like a week or two before the big show, which is what it feels like is happening this year. But we'll talk all about that news later. Right now, let's talk about what you're playing. Yeah, so um, I give me a second. I just have to check our site because I think it, it it did go up, right? I don't know what you're no, talking about. It's not you, right. It was next week that it's going up. Anyways, Man Eater on the Switch. Um, Man Eater. I actually, I actually had the review done um, for uh, embargo, but whatever. It's a really well done port. Um, I gave it the same score as I gave the main console versions because uh, that game it doesn't change some of the issues that I had which was the leveling curve you know early on it's far more difficult by the end you're really not challenged and while that seems like a good thing the problem is it's so difficult early on in comparison to how it ends that it's it's an issue that any game that has you evolving from a a stage where you are very weak and vulnerable to a to an apex predator is going to have. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the DLC, which so far hasn't been announced for the Switch version either. But honestly, the porting job is spectacular. I. Notice some lighting differences. There's probably some particle effects. The draw distance may or may not be the same. It was always kind of foggy on the base Xbox One, but that's how the water is in general. Um, but I couldn't tell too much of a difference until they do a close-up of Scaly Pete, and you see that, like, yeah, he definitely doesn't have as much detail, but going into those cutscenes, it didn't seem to have the same graphical glitches that the console game did and the game is stylized enough just enough where any of those sort of well there's not enough detail in this character kind of dissipates um it'd be weird if you were comparing them side by side anyways i don't think man eater is a man eater is a good enough game that you should go out and play it for 40 dollars. i think it's a great game there's dlc on the way so they might even do a bundle later on god knows but it's also on Game Pass now, as of well, it's on Switch. Game Pass. So there, so yeah. it it's it's a definitely a must play. I think it's fun enough that <laughs> you should play it. God damn it, Wombat! I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, the I don't even remember where I was. <laughs> I just that, lost. That I read the, What's oh you what you broke up? What'd you say? I said you were talking about man eater. Yeah, I know where I was. I knew what I was talking about, but I don't remember what specifics I was talking about. Um, <laughs> it being available everywhere on. Switch. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like this is a game you. If you played it on consoles, that you should go out and get the Switch version. You'd have to really love this title. Um, but if it's the only way to play the game, it's releasing at forty dollars again. Like it's not. They haven't increased the price because it's on Switch. There's a physical version out there. Um, it's just kind of an absurd fun game and the only the only complaint i still really have about it is that the lock-on system in combat makes combat a lot more difficult than it should be but as soon as you kind of understand the combat because going back to it it kind of just came back to me i didn't have an issue fighting alligators at like level two or three um but you know that's me going through the game once um it's still a great game, so I do recommend it still. Uh, let me just see you. I uh, played more Pokemon Snap. Oh, I really snap. like what they're doing that game. Yeah, I need to... I'm trying to get through it for reviews still, but there's a lot to that game. A lot more than the first game had. Uh, there's a leveling system for each course, and as you go through and level up, the Pokemon become more familiar with you, and you're able to get better shots. It's... It still has a little bit of puzzle work where you're trying to get certain Pokemon into like scenarios where it'll give you the best shot possible. And there's like um, four different poses for each Pokemon. Probably so you like one of your, your Pokedex. Girls. <laughs> and I'm just ignoring that. <laughs> um, At least I only have to wear one goggle when I swim in my pool. <laughs> I don't remember what else I was going to say. Anyways, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, played some Super Mario 3D World on the Switch. I picked it up, uh, finally. I did not play um, Bowser's Fury yet, but I just needed some good vibes in my life. So I played 3D World. That's still fantastic. I, it's They said they increased the speed. I would have to go back to the original. I feel like that game still plays the same way. You would notice um, it if you went back and played it. Really? Like, side okay. by side. Like, just the, the sprint is just... A- Fast enough that you notice it. Um, I picked up a game because it was like two bucks on the Switch, and I had looked at it before called MacBat 64. I've never heard of this game. Yeah, let me just pull up. Um, I can't remember the Matt Pat. The, what? What is it? MacBat. MacBat 64. From Siactro. Okay. None of these words. Does... I think you're making up words now, but okay. Okay, well, let's... All video games is making up words now at this point, and all words are made up. I know that joke, too. Um, So, Siactro is this developer, uh, one guy, um, who did a... who's done some really interesting stuff that I need to play, like Silver Trigger 64, which clearly looks like um, Goldeneye, but it is a one-button on-rails espionage shooter. There's QE64 which is clearly inspired by rare titles. Um, MacBat is a sequel to QE64. Um, That one's available on Switch. QE64 is not. And um, it's just these small 
platform 3d platformer levels that are clearly inspired by the 3d platformers of the n64 to the point where one level i swear it's just the graphics ripped straight out of donkey kong 64 um it's charming it's like for two bucks it's a two dollar game type of thing but um there's some neat writing i just can't believe how spot on the music and the graphics are like even the blurring of 2d textures is it looks just like the N64, a muddy sort of look. Of course, it's brighter than the N64 can put out. Um, but he did some other games. Uh, the other one that's on Switch I have not played is Tori 3D, um, which it looks like a PlayStation game. Like, these games look like their consoles, which is impressive. Um, also not impressive. Like, oh, yeah, that's how that console did look. It's not great in hindsight, but uh, good on you for <laughs> capturing that feeling. Um, I did a search of this game, and wow! So just the the overall, it says nine out of ten on Steam, three out of ten on Nintendo Life. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not it's not fantastic, but like <laughs> if if you like those types of games, it's a very small bite sized version of that. There, it's not challenging. Uh, there's no attack. Uh, I don't even think there's enemies. It's basically just a like nostalgia trip um but it was kind of interesting and i played it so i'm bringing it up um i picked up wonder boy asha in monster world oh i didn't think you were interested because i asked if you wanted i knew i was going to buy it so i didn't Ah, even bother yeah um i had i would say reservations but that's a very weak word after watching the trailer for Asha and Wonder uh, Wonder or Monster World, Ugh. um, I went. Wow, this game looks like trash. the The trailer was so poorly done. I expected this game to be a garbage. Oh, fancy! This game is actually a really well done remake. Um, I, in the grand scheme of things, it is not as impressive as say. The Dragon's Trap, which is hand-animated and very pretty-looking. This is a 2.5D game. You know, everything's in 3D, but you're playing on a 2D side-scroller. The camera sometimes turns around, but it plays pretty true to the original game. I hate the fact that it's all voice-acted in Japanese. Um, some of the characters are very annoying, but if you turn the voices off, some of the enemies don't make sounds when they attack, which doesn't feel right. So I left them on, but low. Um, Whoa! But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good game. Uh, I'm very impressed. Uh, if you buy the, I see. I don't know if it comes with the digital version, um, but if you like, I have the cartridge for Switch. Um, and it includes the original Monster World 4, which this is a remake of. And it's really weird because you put it into the Switch, and Monster World 4 comes up before before the remake. And it's just because it's alphabetical, but it's still weird that they from like they wouldn't fix that some way to have the new game pop up first rather than the game that it's a remake of. Because I feel like a lot of people will just play the original. Um, this is, is another one game. of those games like what we talked about with Shmups a couple weeks ago. Like, I went to look at this to see if it was an impulse buy, and it's thirty five dollars. And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. 
It is for me, Ken. Well, I, but but what I'm saying is, is like they know their audience. Like our type came out at forty dollars because they knew we would pay it. But like yeah. most people won't just buy. Like I'm mildly interested in this game, but I'm not going to click add to cart for thirty four ninety nine. For for sure, not. I think I think this has a better chance than say our type. But I understand what you're saying, yeah. And it's in in which I don't want to give money to, but I wanted to play this game and I wanted to have it physically, so here I am. But in ins that company that uh, is part of Strictly Limited. At least they released the whole package with this one rather than like the um, Turrican game, which I'm still irritated about. I wish that Turrican collection was actually accessible to everybody uh, instead of like two fifty pound releases. So it's a hundred pounds to get all the Turrican games on your Switch. Yeah, I don't like Turrican um, that much. No, me neither. Um, and then the last game I played was Earth Defense Force World Brothers, which is more Earth Defense Force, but this time it's all voxel looking. I don't even know if it's technically voxels, but it's voxel looking. So um, imagine someone like took Minecraft and then smashed it into Earth Defense Force, and you pretty much have <laughs> the idea of what it is. In fact, the world is square in this version of Earth Defense Force and is broken apart and you are collecting the remnants of humanity, I guess, to fight against giant ants and all the other aliens uh, things that come down. Um, But what's interesting about this one, another, so the last game was Iron Rain, I believe. God, at this point, there's, like, feels like there's one every five minutes. Um... And that one was developed by Ukes. And that one was fantastic. I think it went in a far better direction than they had been with the other Earth Defense Force titles because I couldn't tell you what the big difference between 5 and 4 was. So um, this one, outside of the, the art style, you actually recruit other members and you take a team of four into each level and everybody has different abilities and they all come with specific weapons and it goes beyond just having generic soldier man running around with guns so i'm kind of impressed that you have like a mariachi yeah <laughs> mixed with a um british uh whatever what are they called the um the royal guards the royal guards and stuff um and, it, you know, I, I was impressed by how funny the writing is intentionally this time rather than unintentionally, which is how most Earth Defense Force games go. Um, what are those things? And you're looking at giant frogs and the other character goes, they look just like us. What? Oh, boy. Because they stand on two legs? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, you no, know, this one, they actually wrote jokes and all your team members talk in more than just hoorah type of Earth Defense Force chants. So, uh, I'm impressed. I thought I was going to go into this and say, it's another Earth Defense Force game. What do you want from me? But, um... I mean, you so just far, don't shoot giant ants. I mean, there's only so far you can go from it. Uh, <laughs> from your, you know, from your source material. Um, but you you shoot giant ants and you have a team this time, which makes it a bit better than going in and having a bunch of guys that shoot and then they all die and then you're left just shooting ants by yourself. Which is how most Earth Defense Force games go. 
This one's cool. It's still no. It's still no 2017, which I think is still the best, which is the Xbox 360 game, because it it lacks the. I mean, this game is sort of smart enough to make its own humor, but the original Earth Defense Force on the um, Xbox 360, and even the ones on the PS2 before it, which were like Europe only, um, they had a very 1950s, 60s sci-fi feel to them and they sort of lost that over time to go more anime i guess um so i i still think those are the ones that i would recommend but uh yeah no this one's fantastic so far so let's see how long i can go before getting bored of shooting stuff and let's see if it actually slows down because that was that was a major issue with the last mainline earth defense force game uh five is that it still had slowdown issues <laughs> When too much stuff happened. I've heard this game... I've heard on the Twitter discourse that the Switch version kind of runs like trash. Well, there's a surprise. Kind of to be expected. I was going to ask you about that because you're running it on PS4. Like, base PS4, right? Yeah. And it runs fine? Yeah, I mean... Those games, outside of, like, the the older (laughs) PS3 and 360 games, and I guess the Vita games... They all run fine on PS4. Uh, it's there's there was a specific level in five where the issues really started to come in, and it was because it was multiple spaceships and they just kept dropping ants to the point where eventually the game just can't handle so much happening. So you're firing off shots and you're dropping into uh, you know fifteen frames a second. Um, this game, I don't know if it'll have that same issue because the world seem the worlds, like the levels seem a lot smaller. They, um, I don't know how to put this in a lot of the earth defense force games. They give you a large map, even though you won't explore most of it for most levels. Um, and this game doesn't do that or like right away. So they cut down on the size of the map. Uh, everything kind of explodes into voxels too, when you shoot it. So I don't know if doing it with voxels or what I think are voxels it's hard to tell if it's just made to look that way or if they're actually voxels or not um, it makes it easier on the system to handle too but I haven't had any issues with slowdown so. yeah, I was gonna say, cause that's I'm always on PS5, that's always like so. you get you get that's usually when you get like 20 levels in and I'm not that far yet so <clears throat> alright and that's it for me well, welcome, Wombat. We didn't get to properly welcome you when you joined. Sir, how are you? I'm good, good, good. 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 Yeah, good. good. Yeah, I'm just going to say good a couple more times because <laughs> I didn't play anything. And, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, good. It's good. Um, good. Good. Yeah, no, so I, I really didn't play anything. Um, I, I played a little bit more Valhalla. Um, I bought this $40 DLC and have spent basically all my time with the game since I bought the DLC cleaning up stuff that was in the base game anyway. Yeah. Uh, because that's what I do. Uh, just as soon as I started it, I'm like, okay, I could go to this uh, new island uh, that they call Ireland. and uh, <laughs> Crazy <could>. new island. <laughs> and I could do the quests there, but then I like look around at the map in England, and I'm like, man, there's still so much here that I haven't done. So then I get distracted um, because I have attention deficit disorder, and it's easy for me to 
get distracted when I drop into the level and think, well, but before I go to the island and start this quest, maybe I should just clean up a couple of these quests. And maybe I should just collect all the Roman artifacts. And maybe I should just fish for one of every kind of every fish. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. Uh, and I'm getting closer to, to cleaning everything up. But um, there, this is a game that I won't platinum because it's got uh, some combat-related bullshit trophies that i hate um but the uh i will probably get most of the trophies not all of them um but really it's just about cleaning points off a map which i know for a lot of people is their criticism of this series and other games like it but for me it's the appeal so um i love games like this where there's just a shit ton of stuff on the map to clear out especially when most of the stuff's relatively good. And the one thing that Valhalla does that the other Assassin's Creeds didn't do is the side quests, which they call mysteries in this game, are generally very, very short. Um, so they're usually like, I mean, you can get them, you can get each one of them done in 10 minutes. Um, and they're, they don't have you running all the way across the map for a side quest. Like everything you need to complete the mystery is usually, you know, within 30 or 40 meters of where the mystery location is. So it makes them easy to check off as you go. And a lot of them have, you know, uh, interesting little stories attached to them. I, uh, there's one at the very beginning or near the very beginning of the game, um, where a, uh, a uh, guy is dying, and he knows that he's dying. So he's standing on uh, a cliff, throwing all of his uh, possessions off the cliff uh, so that they'll be there to join him in Valhalla. And you have to help him uh, throw all of his stuff off the cliff. Uh, and then when you finish helping him throw all the stuff off the cliff, he jumps off the cliff himself. Um <laughs> uh, but it's not something you have to go anywhere for. Like you just stand there and, and help him get his stuff done. Um, there's a couple other ones that I really like that I don't want to spoil in case people come across them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's easy for me to clear stuff out. And when the stuff's easy to clear out, um, it makes it hard for me to resist going around and clearing everything out. Uh, the one thing I'll say is that all of the, like, uh, like the gold and armor and treasure and stuff that you can find, there's usually a little puzzle associated with solving it. Um, so it's not just go to this spot and pick it up. There's usually a little, you know, you got to figure out how to get to where it is usually. Um, so those generally speaking, keep their fun for me at least. But again, that's, I completely understand how some people get overwhelmed by seeing all that stuff on the map or get tired of chasing down stupid little side things, but it's perfect for me, which is probably why 90 percent of my game time anymore goes into big open world games like this because i spend 100 hours in each one of them doing all the little side stuff um but you know the the one the games i've got on my horizon uh basically well not not that horizon (laughs) different Um, one uh are um not like that at all so um i'll have a, a a mix uh, coming up soon. I've got, I mentioned Hitman 3 to play, but then you've got a couple games that I'm really looking forward to coming out in the next three, four weeks. Um, you've got uh, Chivalry 2, which I'm looking forward to. I love the first one. 
Um, you've got uh, Ratchet and Clank and uh, and then Dark Alliance at the end of the month or near the end of the month. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I keep forgetting which we'll talk about. Is, yeah. I, I assume we'll talk about in the news because they made an announcement this week. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that game is coming out, <clears throat> which is good because when it just drops, I'll be excited. Hey, yep. We can just play this. Yeah, it's it's um <clears throat> I've mentioned before how much I love the Legend of Dritz books and um there's he's getting a lot of press lately. So <laughs> he's got a good I just PR gotta guy. Hope, Yeah, so I just gotta hope that that means we're gonna get something else, like a TV series or something coming up soon, because there's a lot about him just filtering filtering around on the internet lately, which is good because those books are phenomenal. And long. There's, I think, 35 or 36 of them now. So. Jesus. Um, but, yeah. That's uh, that's really it. All right. I got a few things to talk about. I teased it for weeks, but I'll finally get to talk about Biomutant this week. Um, but before I get to that, uh, Western Digital sent over a couple hard drives I got to play around with. And I'm still running through the testing they sent me a uh, an NVMe SSD one terabyte, which has been wonderful for games that I want to easily access that I don't necessarily want to put and take up the space on my Series X, you know, my limited capacity Series X drive that are not necessarily Series X games. Uh, and then they sent the the big boy, the eight terabyte uh, game drive, which I love. It's aesthetically, it's very cool looking. It's a lot of space. But holy shit, is it loud. Like, I will be sitting here working at my computer desk, and, you know, Xbox will be downloading an update in the background, and I'll just hear the hard drive click on it and be like... Wow, that's an angry-sounding hard drive. I'm taking classes in in hard drive impersonations. I like to think they're paying off. But anyway... um. So far, they've been excellent. Uh, I can definitely tell, like they're they're a little faster than the Seagate ones that I was using, which is nice. Uh, I also like having the extra USB ports on the big hard drive, so I can charge my controllers. That's a nice feature. Um, I did run into an issue with the NVMe when I plugged it into the Series X. The Series X would not format it for games. It would just say this is a media drive where you can save like game clips and screenshots, and I'm like, I don't need a terabyte of SSD storage for screenshots and video clips. I need this for my games. Um, And what I had to end up doing was taking it, hooking it to my PC and reformatting it, and then plugging it back into the Xbox, and then the Xbox was like, hey, do you want to use this for games? And I was like, yes, this is what I wanted to do to begin with. So it was kind of a pain in the ass, but in the end... I've got an extra. I've got now three terabytes of SSD storage on my series nice. on my Series X, which somehow I've already filled up because I have too many video games. But anyway, um, talked about Earth Defense Force. I play a little bit of that too. I like that. That's fun. It's dumb. It's stupid, but I enjoy it. Uh, what else did I play? Oh uh, no no no. Where's my... There it is. Uh, the, the indie games. Let's talk about the indie games real quick. I played <clears throat> an airport for aliens currently run by dogs. That's the name of the game? That's the name of the game. 
It is literally okay. a first-person game where you're walking around an airport that is run by dogs. And what's funny is, like, they're not, like, 3D-modeled dogs. They're, like, billboards with a picture of a different dog breed. And you can walk up to them. You can talk to them. They kind of talk like how you think a dog would talk to you. Um, there are vending machines around the airport, and the only thing they serve is different different flavors of toilet water. <laughs> there, awesome. There is uh, one. Um, there's one merchant in the first airport because you can go to different airports. There's a merchant in the first airport that bought way too many cabinets, and he begs you to buy a cabinet. Um, you can nice. part of part of me, part of this because I'm looking at it right now reminds me of jazz punk. I didn't play that, it, so I can't. It's got <clears throat> weird, absurdist humor, and like every character looked like the character, like the person on the walkroom sign, sort of thing. Um, very similar sort of concept. But I wonder if this is inspired by the dog meme from Ace Combat Seven. I have no idea what this is inspired by. I know it's just weird. Because you start the game in a cage. Like, you're locked in a cage with your wife. Uh, okay. okay. And then you escape from the cage, and then you get a ticket, and then you can take airplanes to different airports. But you basically just walk around and talk to billboards of dogs. I don't know, man. Sometimes I play a game, and I'm like, this is just fucking weird. I don't really know what else to say about it. You know, uh, I did check out Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries. I played through the tutorial because it's on Game Pass. Um, I don't think that game's for me. Like, it's one of those games where like you're you're moving the torso and you're moving the aiming reticle with like two different functions. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, very kind of slow-paced um, giant robot battles, which sounds cool, but I don't know. I just don't think it's for me. Have you played the Mac- you played the Mech Warrior games before, right? Ah, a long time ago. Okay. I was more of like a Mech Assault. Um, the only the only like really in-depth, serious Mech games I got into was Armored Core, the first two on the original PlayStation. What was that second one called? It was Armored Core, and there was Armored Core, like, it had a subtitle. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it was called. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, like, those are the only two games where I ever sat down and was, like, just, like, fucking spending, like, an hour making my loadout, but that's probably because I had more time back then. Nowadays, I just want to jump yeah. in and kill shit with a giant robot, so. For sure. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's graphically, it's very impressive. It's plays really well. It's just... A little too much for me right now. Uh, I played a 2D beat-em-up called Eight Dragons. Um, I really don't think that's a very good game. Like, the levels are literally probably two to three minutes. They're really small, maybe one to two screens. Um, The controls feel a little awkward. Like, your character will automatically switch left and right instead of you kind of... Like, it's really weird how it works. Like... You'll also get in, you'll get trapped in animations. Um, Your character, when they're doing an attack, can be interrupted way too easily. Um, They try to go for a retro look, but it just doesn't really pan out the way they kind of hoped it would. 
I don't know. I didn't I didn't think it was that great. Uh Crossbow Crusade is a is one of those uh lanky pixel games, you know, where everything looks real tall, pixelized. Um it's a left to right, you know, action game where you're playing a dude with oh shocker, a crossbow. Uh you're shooting enemies. The the hook to this game is that you can shoot uh the arrows into uh, dead bodies uh, to use as platforms. That seemed to be kind of... Oh, interesting. Yeah, kind of the hook of this game. It's fine. Uh, Tringa Unlimited is basically Tetrisphere, where you have Tetris pieces and you spin this 3D block, you place the Tetris piece into said block and solve said puzzle. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Uh, SRX, the game, is a racing game that is better than it has any right to be, uh, although it is also more expensive than it has any right to be. It's like $40. Um, but it plays good, has a lot of modes. It's got truck racing. It's got, you know, funny car racing. It's got, you know, standard street racing. A lot of tracks. The, the handling is very good. Um, there are a lot of dudes in that game that you can race as, and I have no fucking clue who they are. Um... It's a form of racing that I... It's not NASCAR, it's not IndyCar, it's not... I don't know who these guys are, but a lot of them are very old. So Interesting. Uh, Eagle Island Twist is... I didn't get to play much of this, but it's a game where you are uh, a character running around with an owl, and you can use the owl to throw at enemies to use as an attack, uh, to also hit switches. Uh, I want to play more Sounds- of the... That, that sounds like uh, uh, what was the game that came out last year that I reviewed, uh, where you had the eagle. Pathless. Pathless, except this is two D pixel art. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. Um, and you basically just aim with the left stick, and you point like your owl at somebody, and you throw it at them, and or it'll flip a switch, and that's like basically your only form of attack. Um, the game was originally a roguelike where you would do runs, but in the newest DLC, when they released it on PS4 and Xbox, they added a story mode where you can just play through the game, and it's not randomized, which was nice. <sighs> the next game I played is the game that you will joke about all the time. I played Horse Club Adventures. Horse Club Adventures. It is exactly what you think it is. I doubt it's exactly what I think it is. You create a girl character and a horse, and then you walk around, and you ride them, and you groom them, and you feed them, and they all look like Barbies. Yeah, that's not what I thought it was. Oh. I expected it to be a game. I expected it to be a game about horses that had a club, and like they hang out and play cards in the back and stuff. I'd have fucking enjoyed that. <laughs> and drink gin. <laughs> Why gin? I don't know. It just seems like the kind of thing that... Horses would drink if they had a club. Yeah, I can see that. What's funny is this is not the only, I'm using finger quotes, Barbie horse-style game that came out this week. There was also Bibby and Tina at the horse farm, which sounds like it could be something else. It does. Um, But it is exactly, I think, what this game is as well, because the artwork looks almost identical. So... Lots of girls racing horses on video games this week. Um, I tried to play Gold Rush the game, 
which is a simulation game where you're on um, like an area where you're going to mine for gold. But it is one of those that takes itself way too seriously. Like the tutorial was like, hey, get in the truck, start the engine, put the car in park, release the parking brake, drive to said place, get in, you know, bulldozer, uh, dig up this hole, like, and the controls of the, the the machinery are just ridiculous. And I got about 10 minutes in. That's and I was like a true like, sim. Yeah, and I got about 10 minutes in, but it's really janky. Oh, wow. Like, it doesn't feel good. Like, you know how Farming Simulator, like, feels really good? This game does not feel really good. So. Uh, I booted up a little Lake of Games, a little Lily Princess, and it's literally just a visual novel. And I turned it off. By the way, Rattalake is going up, man. They got a new logo for their games. A new splash screen. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Also played a bunch of that Capcom Arcade cabinet because it dropped on Xbox and Switch. Or sorry, Xbox and PlayStation this past week. Man, there's a lot of good shit on there. Um, there's a game that like is the wombatest wombat game I've ever seen. Basically, it's it was Dynasty Warriors, but like from Capcom Arcade days from the 90s. Like really? You, you literally What's look it like. Called? Fuck, I don't remember. I think it was in Japanese. Oh. So. Okay. Like you, liter- you literally start off as this dude that looks like Lubu riding a horse, and you're just like mowing people down, like classic '90s arcade Capcom style. That sounds freaking awesome. Yeah, it was pretty freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, I played like a bunch of 1942. I played some some Ghosts and Goblins. I played fuck. I loaded up Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting and got smoked because it's the arcade version. Um, that collection is really nice if you want to buy all the packs. Like, there's a lot in there. I like how you can switch ROMs. There is cheat code DLC, which. You know what? Fuck it. I bought it. It's 99 cents, and it makes you invincible in every game. Because <laughs> let's be fair, I'm never going to beat Ghosts and Goblins in, in my yeah, age. Yeah, no, true story. So, fuck it. I'll just turn on invincibility. So, I uh, played some of that. I checked out Saints Row, the patch for Series X. Looks really nice. I like these free patches that make my games look better. All right, I've been talking about it for weeks. I've been dancing around it for weeks. I played through Biomutant. I've played a lot of Biomutant. I can tell you anything you want to know about Biomutant. Did anybody want to know anything about Biomutant? I I want to know everything there is to know about Biomutant. All right, so it's it's an open world game. Um, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. It's got a little bit of Assassin's Creed um, where there's a lot of spots on the map. Instead of like climbing to the top and synchronizing, you, you piss on uh, road signs to unlock fast travel points. Nice. Uh, the combat there's, is... There's, there's a decidedly limited amount of piss in most of the games I play. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, play, play some more Duke Nukem. There's plenty of piss in those games. True. Um, the combat is, is a mixture of melee... Um, magic and uh, shooting, none of which feel good. I'm not gonna lie. 
Oh, good. I mean, that's. I asked you if it was like Elex, and I mean, Elex is a game where the, none of the combat feels all that great. <laughs> yeah, the the problem with each. So to kind of break them down into three pieces, the magic portion feels almost pointless because most of the powers that I got did not really help me in combat. Um, I played as a Psy character, and I had like this. I had the ability to throw like. Um, like this radioactive thing that would like infect people. Uh, I had uh, the freeze one was actually neat because you basically did this AOE stomp where you would turn like part of the area into an ice rink and enemies would like slide across it so they couldn't like attack you, which I thought that was a cool effect. Uh, the fire, the fire one was more my dash because the dash wasn't as good. But, like, if you use the fire, then he zooms across the level and leaves, like, a trail of fire to burn enemies. But it was more useful to get out of, like, being crowd-controlled. The electricity sucked because you had to charge it up. And if you were interrupted while you were charging it, then it was just a waste of time. So, and there's some stuff you unlock later um, as you progress through the game. But I just kind of fell off of the... I fell off of the magic because the melee is where it's at. Uh, Unfortunately, the melee doesn't feel good. Like, you don't get a good sound effect. You don't get a good response when you hit people. Um, It's also extremely easy for enemies to interrupt. So, like, if you do, like... There are certain weapons that you can have, and they'll have, like, a special move. So you tap the X button once, twice, third time, and then you'll get a pop-up to hit the Y button to do a special move if the weapon supports it. And a lot of times when you go to press that Y button, you get interrupted and then your combo starts over. Um, The shooting feels loose as hell because there's like this... I don't know a better way to put it other than a fickle lock-on system where it'll kind of lock onto it, but you still kind of have to aim. So a lot of times you'll, you'll lock onto an enemy and you're like, spraying bullets at them, but your analog stick kind of moves to the left and you're missing a bunch of your shots. So, like, nothing in the combat section really felt good. Um, You can craft weapons that are so overpowered that it doesn't really matter how much you miss, which is kind of what you have to do to compensate for the the kind of loose combat. Um... The game has way too many upgrade systems. So, like, there's three currencies that you can use to upgrade. Uh, you get your magic power. You get um, you get one that'll actually unlock new perks, but it will also allow you to build up your resistance to the elements. Um, which is weird because it, when you get to areas in the game that are like radioactive or too cold or too hot. It'll actually unlock a side quest to go get a suit that will allow you to walk through those areas. So the resistance I didn't really feel like was necessary at a point. Biomutant is a perfect example of overambition and under budget. Like, that is what this game is. Like, they they tried to put too many systems, too many variables, too many types of things. And if they just would have kind of dialed it back a little bit. I think they could have really nailed some... Because the thing about this game is is almost everything I've said so far has been kind of with a negative tone. I still really like this game. I like exploring this world. I love how pretty it is. I love how like weird some of the stuff is. So the story is... 
kind of generic, kind of non-existent at most times, but the way it's presented with this like narrator who's walking you through this post-post-apocalyptic world and kind of explaining, you know, like when you run across a, a crashed plane or something, and it's like they don't understand what it was, and they call it the fly-fly, or the, you know, the you come across the scrapyard, he's like, here is the She-Bell scrappy yard. You know, they this, there's this really interesting world building that happens in an unfortunate, like, the budget ran out of money and we didn't have enough time to fill in the rest of this shit kind of thing. It's an impressive game for a small team that tried to do too much with too little money. Um... And I think it's one of those games that I, I really loved. I really couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I'm still playing it now. I'll pop it in and run off a few side quests. I finished the game. Um, you can go back into the world. You can do a new game plus, or you can just continue your save before you do the final encounter. And I'm still playing it. I'm still running around the world. I'm still having fun with it. But it is no secret that so much of this game is just... Like, you, you play it and you go, man, this could have been awesome. This part could have been awesome. These things could have been awesome. But they just didn't quite make it. And if this had been a 30 or $40 game, I'd have had so much easier time recommending it. But the fact that it's a full-price game that under-delivers in a lot of areas, is a lot of people are not going to be happy about that. So... There you go. That's, I mean, Biomutant in a nutshell. I, I had a lot of fun playing it. I still play it. I still, I'm not going to tell you, you should spend $60 to buy this game. So. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a weird game. There's There's really just nothing like it. But at the same time, it doesn't match any... Like, everything it does fails to reach the bar of any other game you've played. It feels like the type of game, this is going to be, some people aren't going to like it when I say this, it feels like the kind of game that's going to be on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus at some point. People would be talking the hell out of it if they'd have got to play it for free. Yeah, sure. They'd have been like, wow, this is one of the most interesting rough-around-the-edges games I've ever played. Yep. But at $60, the only reason that we talked about this game so much is because of that comment that the developers made about the PS5 and the Xbox version. Remember that? I don't remember that, now. Yeah, so when the game came out, like, the Xbox version was running at 4K60, but the PS5 version, they couldn't because, you know, the backwards compatibility shit sucks on the, on the PS5. And they made a comment about it, and it became a fanboy war. Uh, Which is the only reason we're having a conversation about this game. <laughs> like, otherwise people would have already forgotten about this game. And it sucks, because you're right. If this had launched on Game Pass, or if it had been available on PlayStation Plus, and I promise you that in six months when it does, because we all know it's going to, it's going to one of those things. Yeah, it sure feels like the kind of game that would go to one of those. We're going to be talking about it again because other people are going to be playing it and they're going to be like, wow, this game has a lot of cool ideas and I like it, but boy, I'm glad I didn't pay 60 bucks for it because there's a lot of things that are just not quite there. So, 
yeah, I, I'm glad to have played through it. I enjoyed it. Um, I will probably still be thinking about it at the end of the year. I'm not going to say it's going to be on any list or anything, but it's certainly not a game I'm going to forget anytime soon. And I think that's it. Uh, so we can talk about what is coming. I did play. It's funny, Anthony, you mentioned 3D World because I also played some 3D World with my son. We're trying to play through it. Um, I mean, it's it's one of the best Mario games. It is, but my son's a little impatient with Mario games, so mm. it can be very hard to play that. Because especially once you get into worlds like 2 and 3, and you start getting those more complex like level designs. Oh, and it only gets worse from there. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's like, I mean, but we're having fun. So that's all that matters. But let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, if you have one of those new consoles, which most people still can't buy, uh, we've got Necromunda Hired Gun. That's the Warhammer release this week. <laughs> There's always one. I mean, there was one last week that nobody talked about, nobody played. Which one was that? Storm. Oh, is a strategy game. I don't remember the exact ah, name okay. of it, but yeah. That one came out last week. This week it's Necromunda Hired Gun, which I'm going to be real honest with you, I kind of want to play it. It looks kind of rad, and I hope it's good. Uh, Operation Tango, Stonefly, Super Animal Royale, Talisman Digital Edition, Alphadia Genesis 2, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2, and Chivalry 2. This is the week of twos. Yeah. Really looking forward to Chivalry 2. I really like the first game. Uh, we also have Wreckfests coming to PlayStation 5, which is weird. Um, Guilty Gear Strive is out, as well as Neptunia Reverse, Anthony. Anthony. I already said I. I already said I'd take it. I, I haven't I done one for you. They're not going to send it to us. So you ain't going to worry about it. I know. Well, it's the same with like. Have we received an NIS like a Nisa game since I shit on? <laughs> we received two. Shit. I'll have you know, R type and uh, Poison Control. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good then. I was going to yeah. say because I was like, I'm pretty sure we haven't received one <laughs> since I shit on uh, Disaster Report. Yeah. No, Nisa published R Type uh, Final Two, and then Poison Control Drew is uh, tackling, which he talked about last week, but I've only played like ten minutes of it. So, uh, PlayStation Four and Xbox One, we've got Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection finally making its way over there. Hey, PlayStation owners, you all can check out Horse Club Adventures this week. Get excited. Uh, Necromunda is also there. Operation Tango, Stonefly are also there. Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown is coming to play. You need to show off some other characters other than uh, Akira because he does not look Asian anymore. Well, let's be fair, Anthony. That game is very old. So we've already seen yeah. all the characters. And in yeah, fact, but most like, people have that the, game. If you look at the original model, you're like, oh yeah. That looks like the character, and then you look at the new one, you're like, what did you do to his face? Which is funny, because that game is built by um, the Yakuza studio. Yeah. Uh, Astalon, Tears of the Earth, Monster Harvest, Open Country, Tour de France 2021, Wasteland 3, The Battle of Steeltown, Wings of Darkness, 
Griftlands. I think that's the fanboy emulator. Griftlands. Uh, the Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Mighty Goose. Uh, and then Chivalry 2, Guilty Gear, and the Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood. Uh, we've also got Carnivore's Dinosaur Hunt. DreamWorks Spirit Lucky's Big Adventure. Uh, Bunny Speaking Fact- of horse games. Speaking of horse games. Man, there's a lot of horse games going well, on. Right well, but, but, but like, Spirit, like that's an old, old movie. Right? That was before There's a DreamWorks. new one coming out on... June 4th. Uh, okay. That makes a little more sense. It's like that that's weirder than the Ice Age game. <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest with you though, Anthony. The only reason I know that is because I got served a commercial on a streaming service yesterday that showed the commercial the trailer for it. I assume so. I, I had no assume. idea they were making a new one. Uh Bunny Factory. Just in case. Astro Aqua Kitty. Off and on again. It's a weird name. Uh, that's it for those. Let's get to the switch. Let's get to the switch, cause the switch is where it's at. Okay, so I looked up Bunny Factory because I mean, with a name like that, you just need to know it is a rabbit in a robot suit. I mean, I'd play that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just looking at this stupid thing. It's just a. It looks like a cartoon rabbit, but then you look at the mech suit and it's just a super industrial looking thing. Holy shit, there's a lot coming to the Switch uh, this week. I ain't even gonna lie. Alright, let's get through this. A lot of. I'm not gonna re mention anything that we've already said on PS4, Xbox One. So we got Stray Cat Doors 2, Strike Daz Cans, Felix the Toy, Cow Catcher. Instant Sports Tennis, Justin Danger, The Oddworld Collection, Dungeon Escape, Everyday Today's Menu for the Amia Family, (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Find Ten Differences, Grand Slam Tennis, Sludge Life. Basketball club story. I've been living that sludge life since uh, quarantine. True that. Chroma. How do you say that? Quaternion. Quaternion. Dungeons of Clay. Free Cell Solitaire Collection. Haunted Dawn: The Zombie Apocalypse. Infinite Tanks: World War Two. Motif. Mystic Pillars, a story-based puzzle game. Reversi, let's go! Sunblaze. Let's go! <laughs> Wiki. Winds of Change. Wings of Darkness. Arcane Arts Academy. Basketball Pinball. Jesus. DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Donuts and Justice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Nature Matters. Uh, Scaleboy Refractured. Sweet Bakery Tycoon. Tiny Lands. Caesar Empire War. Pyre on Fire, 10 pages. Retrograde Arena. Umurangi Generation. 
Zombie Raid, Alchemist Adventure. Oh, sorry, that's it. Alchemist Adventure is the tenth. So we're not ready for that one yet. Whew. Okay. There's your Switch games. Goodness. Would you post it? Yeah, it's a pretty sweet looking rabbit in a mech suit. I'd totally play it's that. TYA game. snorted now, like it's two different <laughs> art styles. <laughs> it looks like he's from Wallace and Gromit, and then they. It's pretty good. All right. Do you want to know what your free game your free games are for the month of June? You have Xbox games with gold. You get the King's Bird, Shadows Awakening, Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, and Injustice: Gods Among Us. Those are your games for Xbox. Oh, PlayStation! You get Operation Tango, which is a brand new release. You get Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, which is a brand new release, and you get Star Wars Squadrons. Star Wars Squadrons is good. Yeah, I find it fucking hilarious that we talked at length about how PlayStation was going to have to step it up because they were given less games than Xbox. But fucking Xbox needs to step it up because they are given shit. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird thing, man. All right, uh, here we're gonna do some small ones before we get into it. Man, it felt like E3. There were so many things going on this week. Uh, yep. Des- Destruction All Stars is getting online bots because let's face it, nobody's playing. It. Nobody's playing it. Yeah, not at all. No. Uh, Bloodstained is getting a sequel. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Uh, as Ryan mentioned, Dungeons and Dragons is getting offline co-op. Yeah, two-player. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's four-player online, but it'll be they'll have uh, two-player offline. Uh, which I mean, couch co-op, by the way, couch co-op, um, which is awesome. Um, I, you know, it doesn't doesn't really matter to me because uh, I won't be playing at couch co-op, but I know there will be people who will want to. So I think it's great. I am really glad to see that they announced that as part of their first free DLC in June. Yeah, that is, that is really cool. I think with this, this is one of those games that I think game pass is going to be huge for, and it seems like they're doing support for it. So I hope it does really, I just hope it's really good. Well, I mean, the the writing at least should be really good. Um, the the question is going to be whether or not the loop is good, um, which is always the most important part when it comes to a game like that. So, um, the pow I've seen, you know, how each of the characters plays, um, and the you know the powers that they have, and it. I mean, it looks it looks well enough that I haven't lost any excitement for it. So, um, and again, as I mentioned, most of the people I know that are like super excited for this game are people who've read the books. Um, so I'm I'm hoping it's good enough to to uh, have lasting popularity even among people who aren't familiar with the characters or the story. Yep. I just hope that I enjoy it. Remake Champions of Norath, you cowards. Well, that's going to be tough. Tougher. Yeah. I know. Um, that's a. I don't know. I mean, I assume that's still. I assume Sony still owns the license. Um, that's EverQuest, so. I don't know. I don't know who owns it. I know EverQuest is still a thing. Yeah. Which is crazy. But... So, I mean, you could, you could, you could remake Champions of Norath. Um, 
I, I those games were awesome. Both just like both the Dark Alliance uh, Baldur's Gate games were awesome. Right. I do wish I mentioned to you before. I I do wish that um, that thirty dollar remake of Dark Alliance had included both games because um, yes. it seems like it probably should have for that price tag. But um, still, I'm glad it got remade, and it gives me hope that some other games from that uh, era will get remade. Yep. Uh fuck! I had it on the tip of my tongue, and I just lost it. Something I didn't have written down. God damn it! course it was something it was something about another remake oh um oh, okay. crytek has been teasing crisis 2 and crisis 3 remasters so maybe we'll get those anthony's favorite section let's let's dispel a couple of rumors here first up i don't know if y'all saw this but there you know we've been, we've been hearing for a while that sony not only has the final fantasy 7 remake exclusivity window pushed Final Fantasy 16 exclusive, but they have another Final Fantasy game that will be exclusive to PlayStation being announced at E3, and now we know what kind of game it is. If you don't know, do you want to guess what kind of game it is? Wow, is it is it um, Battle Royale? No, they already announced one of those, remember? Yeah, I was going to say, that, that didn't sound right when I said it, but I mean, that was... Um... Uncharted-like game? Nope. Fuck if I know. Ryan, you want to take a guess before I tell you what kind of game it is? Nope, just tell me. It's a Souls game. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) According to the rumor, there is a Final Fantasy Souls-type game. Although, the rumor also suggests that it's more a Jedi Fallen Order Souls-type game, so maybe not as punishing. But I guess we'll see. E3 is in two weeks. The other rumor that was fun, boy, this was fun Thursday. I don't know if y'all were in this discourse, uh, but people were damn near expecting Nintendo to announce that Switch Pro Thursday night. Yep. Down to the point where we had an Amazon listing. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, there was an Amazon listing from Amazon China, I believe. And it was called. I want to say one of them was from the UK too. But... Yeah, there was another one from the UK. Uh, basically, calling confirming the name was like the super or the Nintendo Switch uh, Pro and the new mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch Pro. I mean, all it takes is someone to be like, "We need a spot for the thing that we're going to sell, so let's put up something temporary." It's like saying that the screenshot titles. If you go on EB Games right now, or sorry, GameStop and states you know there's a bunch of black covers with just text on them saying it's coming out at the end of the year but those aren't necessarily coming out of the year and they could be changed with like the name could be changed on them too it's just placeholder stuff i think they can take orders as soon as it gets announced sure but i think the funniest thing that i saw out of this you know what people were championing about the upgrades that supposedly leaked for the the new nintendo switch pro ultimate edition breath of the wild and no. Mother 3 and Metroid Prime Trilogy. An Ethernet. No, uh, no weapon degradation. An Ethernet port. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know that thing yeah, that's, that's been uh, in the original that would be Xbox? A very, that would be a very Nintendo um, <laughs> innovation. Yeah. So apparently, according to the leaked um, description, it, it outputs a 4K. It has a bigger dock. Um, less bezel around the screen, 
and an Ethernet port, and I guess some USB 3.0 plugs in it. I don't know about the power. I wonder if it's got USB 3.0, if it'll accept external hard drives. Maybe. That would be very that would, smart. That would be that would genuinely be an, an upgrade, a significant upgrade. But let's be fair, when we all have this conversation, ain't none of us getting one. I might get one. You're not going to get one. Oh, you mean because I won't be able to? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I trust me. PS5, so. If there was one available, I, I would definitely click buy now. But I've watched people try to get Xboxes and Playstations since launch. It was yeah. harder than it was before launch. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would love to get a Series X, but they are impossible to find. Yeah, like I literally see the links go up from like Wario and uh, Justin, Killer Wolverine's been trying to get one, so I'll like forward him the link because he's not on Twitter. And within 30 seconds, they're gone. Yep. It's ridiculous, man. It is absolutely ridiculous how hard these things are to get. So if Nintendo's going to release <laughs> new Nintendo, let's be fair, Nintendo Switch was out was selling out before the chip shortage. Sure. So imagine a new Switch during a chip shortage. <laughs> oh, maybe they should just not release it till you know twenty twenty three when we can actually maybe get one. All right, there were a series of events this week. Um, Dying Light 2 finally has a release date. It'll be out in December. Uh, they showed off some more of that game. At this point, you know, I like the first Dying Light. I'll play the second Dying Light, but um, I'll just be excited about it when it gets here. That's kind of where I am with that. I have, I have little hope in it, knowing all this stuff, like how much crap happened behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think... Um, uh, give me a second there. I'm going to butcher his name anyways, but I just want to see if I can potentially Chris get the last name. No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, Paul uh, Blasiak? He's the composer. Like He did the synthy uh Well, that soundtrack for the game. first game was great. Exactly. I don't think he's on board in this one, which was, in my opinion, a big mistake uh, because that was a big part of that first game. How good that soundtrack was! I think Techland I needs it. to. I think Techland needs to stop making zombie games because they seem to get tumultuous after the first one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you remember, almost almost exactly the same thing happened when they made Dead Island. Yep, they got ripped tied out, and I don't even know if that was fully them. And then Dead Island Two never happened, and Dying Light was happening, and they split off from do Dying Light with Warner Brothers, and yep, now it's Dying Light. See, I heard Dead Island 2 is still coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Damn Buster has been working on that for how many years now? Who knows? Who fucking knows at this point? Uh, Far Cry 6 also has a release date, October. I'm noticing a theme here that nobody is wanting to release in November. How long can you have it? anything? How yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what point you're getting at. Halo. You really want to put out a first-person I mean, shooter in between, like around the same time as Halo? I mean, going off of just past experience, I I feel like you have very little to lose 
I don't know about so. that because that's going to be regardless of what happens with that game, and we'll talk about it in January, February after we've played it and whatever. That's going to be literally the conversation in November. Is but Halo. I, good or bad, it will be the conversation. I just don't. I don't see a third-party publisher going. I'm going to get out of the way of a game that that has had some problems in the development range of things, and uh, you know when they have a game that can be put out on two consoles. I'm gonna tell you this: people and, and there's got... no money. There's no money being spent on Halo if you have Game Pass. True, but there will be an influx of Game Pass subscriptions because of Halo. Uh, but I'm saying your $60 purchase. It's not like you're competing for a $60 purchase in the same month. No, but why would you buy another game when all you were going to play is Halo? Like, there are literally... As much as we talk about Halo being disappointing to us, there is a, a group of people that play online only that that's the game, man. Like, that's what they've been waiting on. They And they will play Halo... That will be at the front of their minds. And it's not about it's not about how much it costs because if you remember Halo's multiplayer is going to be free. Yeah, you just don't want to release a game in a month where nobody's going to buy it because they're too busy playing something else. It's not a matter of getting their money. I get it. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that. I don't think publishers are thinking that way. I'm sorry, it's just not the same brand it used to be. If this was Halo before Halo 5 came out, maybe, but even then it was starting to get a little bit like, okay, well. We'll see. Like it has not had the same impact since Reach at all. Call of Duty, I get. Moving out of the way of Call of Duty, uh, I understand. Well, Call of Duty doesn't come out in November much anymore. It's usually the end of October, if I remember correctly. Uh, so yeah, Far Cry 6 in October. We also had the Dragon Quest stream where they announced six new games. Yeah, I mean, mobile stuff. Uh, the remake of 3 looks really good. It looks like, um... Octopath. There? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's what Square's gonna do now, is remake old 2D games in the Octopath. Engine. Final Fantasy 6, please, and thank you. I please bet you that happens. Oh, I really hope it does. Um, what other was? What else was this DQ twelve? DQ twelve. Yeah, and then they're doing ten, but that's going to still be Japanese only. And they're doing an offline version, and they won't translate it. Don't you just like uh, disconnect your Ethernet cable? Isn't that Dragon Quest Online? No, so I, Dragon I Quest Ten is MMO, right? And then yeah. now they're doing an offline version, which I would love to play because it's the only one that is not available. Uh, yeah, they they announced a lot of stuff. Like I, that was the definition of a good presentation because it was only like thirty five minutes, and they got through six games. That's pretty good. They also said Dragon Quest Twelve will be more quote adult themed. Cue the Cinemax music. I don't know how it can get more adult in terms of that series. I mean, it's going to still look the same. That's kind of Dragon Quest's thing. So Yeah, but now there'll be decapitations and Game of Thrones-style sex scenes. I feel like they, they won't go that far. But... I, I know, that was a joke. Hey, you know, no, I'm just saying, like, if the, the, more adult, like, 
I don't know, felt like Eleven was a pretty adult story. But, whatever. Uh, Microsoft and Bethesda have confirmed their E3 presentation will occur on Sunday, June 13th, starting at 1pm. Which really puts us in a bind, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't think we record that day. <laughs> yeah. Because, um... Live reactions. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and watch that show while I'm recording this show because that's just bad radio. Seven, seven hours. You say that, but how many people do that shit online? Yeah, I get that they do the live reactions thing, but see, I'm not like a live reactions kind of dude. I like to just sit and take it in. Like, I don't even go on Twitter during these presentations because people are just trying to be funny and you're not funny. I stopped watching them, and I would just read an article that's the sum- summation, and if I find something that I really want to see, I go and watch it. I like to watch them. I, I like that excitement of, like, here's what's coming up next, and you know this trailer drops, and you're sitting there trying to guess in your head, like, what game is this? What game is this? Yeah, but I've been burnt enough times where I just went, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, I still like to do it. I think it's still fun. Uh, the other event that happened this week was all Anthony, all the time. Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th anniversary Yay! stream. They I'm announced still quite a bit. Nine of stuff. years old. Yay! They're doing a remaster yes, of Sonic Colors. It. They. They've said there's gonna be other stuff, but they haven't said what the other stuff is. That game comes out this year. Yeah. September. What else are you doing? And why is it called Sonic Colors Ultimate? Like what? What's changing? <laughs> what are you adding? Like yeah, I would the like only to thing know. we should be excited like, about is that we can actually play this game, and not, not on, on the not on the Wii. And, and like, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. You know that, but like, <laughs> I would still like to know what's being changed about it. Um, also, secretly one of the best Sonic soundtracks in a long time. Do you really um, care what's being changed about it? You gonna buy it anyway? Well, I care because I want to know if it's like, wait till it goes on sale sort of thing. You won't. You'll just buy it at launch. I don't know. I've done that with quite a few Sonic games, actually. Just leave it um, and pick it up on sale. So, uh, they also Sonic announced Mania was different. Sonic, what's it called? Sonic Generations? The collection? What's it called? No. Um... Generations was the, the yeah. game. Yeah, the no, that's game. not... Well, this is a game. It's a collection of all the 16-bit Sonic games. Sonic Classics. Um, yeah, I feel like that was a, much, Yeah, I feel like that was a, they, they already had a Sonic Classic collection. Yeah, that was a DS one. Classics, I thought, is what it was called. Um, what is it called? Origins. Origins. Oh, there you awful, go. Awful name. Yeah, with Sonic Three and Knuckles, which is and Sonic CD and Sonic Two and One. And now it'll be interesting to know if they have all the combinations of Sonic 3. Uh, Can't you do that in the Sega Genesis collection? No. Can't you plug the cartridge into the other cart? Well, there was a game that you could do that. What was that? You, you have, so Sonic Classic Collection on the DS has all the versions. And the version on PC is Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but you don't have Sonic... So it's only the DS version, I think, is has all of them emulated. With Sonic 2 and with Knuckles and Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles being separate. Um, 
because I don't think that they've ever been emulated together outside of specifically Sonic and Knuckles and in Sonic 2 is the rare one, basically. Um, oh. Although at this point, Sonic 3 hasn't been reissued. Uh, the last time it was put out was when they did the 360 version. Um, and then they put it out on PC as the Genesis Classics, which has been updated to be more like the version you get on PS4 and the Switch and stuff. But um, it's not included on the console releases because clearly the licensing of it was for PC only. So they can keep updating that version, but they can't sell it again. But they can sell the Xbox 360 version that plays on Xbox One just fine because it's still technically a 360 game. They also announced a new Sonic game coming in 2022 for the next-gen consoles. Yeah, people are thinking it's open world. I I somehow doubt that. No Sonic Mania. I can imagine how that would go. Well, it, it went well, Sonic 06. Expect. Do you not remember Sonic 06? That was an open world game. I try to forget Sonic 06. Yeah, yeah everybody should forget that game. Uh, was there anything else out of the Sonic thing before I... I want to um, ask a question. Sonic Fighters. Sonic Fighters is coming to um, La- uh, Last Judgment. Lost Judgment, Lost sorry. Lost Judgment. As is in the uh, screenshot or whatever where they show it, apparently Fighting Vipers is as well. Which is what I said to you when I found out that Sonic Fighters, I'm like, why would they do Fighting Vipers? That's the better game. Fighters um, so and now, Mix is what I want. Yeah, Fighters, Fighters Make and Mix. We, we need Fighters Make and Mix in one of them. Preferably the Japanese version with Pepsi Man. But Pepsi I will settle Man. for the American version. I just want to play as the Daytona car and the AM2 logo. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you want to play as that? So I have an interesting question that I, I saw this poll going around on Twitter, and I felt old because I didn't agree with the... the... What do you think is more popular? And I'm not, tell- I'm not asking you what's better. What is, is this for both of us? Yes. What, is more, okay. what do you think is more popular? Sonic or Zelda? Zelda. Zelda. Uh, it's Zelda. When you say popular, do you mean the main character is more widely recognized? That would be or my... Or do you mean would... the games are more popular, meaning more people like the games? It's not about like. It's about... If you, if you walk more up to somebody... More people recognize the main character. Yes. Well, well I would say Sonic. Sonic. That's, yeah. what I, that's, that's where my thing came up. Because, like... I get that Zelda is a better game series. It's more it's more known it's more revered among people like us especially. But I'm just thinking about brand awareness. If I showed a kid Link and Zelda or I'm sorry, if I showed a kid Link and Sonic more kids are going to know who Sonic is than Link. Sonic yeah, is... especially since the movie just came out. Yeah. Um so, I mean, the, the I mean, the brand awareness question is as simple as which one had a movie, um, like which one has Sonic TV got a movie shows? Because he's, yeah, Sonic got a movie and TV shows because he's a recognizable character. Although there was a Zelda cartoon as well, but um, I mean, really, honestly, it's as simple as the fact that there are still people who think Link's name is Zelda. <laughs> so it, it's it's <laughs> tough to fight the recognition ba- uh, battle there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, if it if the question is which character is more recognizable, I think I think it's Sonic in a lock. Yeah, that's why I couldn't understand. Like I saw so many people like it was overwhelmingly Zelda, and I'm just like, I I know where you're coming from, but 
I just feel like if you if you put those two characters in front of a bunch of people who don't play video games, ninety percent of them are going to recognize Sonic more than they're going to recognize Link. Link. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's at one point in time he was, I think, right behind Mario in terms of like it was Mickey Mouse, Mario, and then Sonic at one point for like recognizable characters. I mean, yeah, yeah it's a great. I mean, he's got a great character design, which always helps um a list here i pulled up from top tens who unfortunately don't credit what what they're basing this off of um their top 10 is mario being number one uh mickey mouse batman which i can understand because mickey mouse doesn't get the same push from disney anymore batman pikachu goku sonic the hedgehog darth vader spongebob luigi pac-man I, so. I'm sorry that no Spider-Man is in there somewhere. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I'm just saying that's what they listed here. I have no idea what they based it on. The, the fact uh, that anybody could say that somebody else is more recognizable than fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, he'd be up there too. Spider-Man is like Spider-Man be, and Batman are be, the two most recognizable comic book characters ever. There used to be an actual like list of this and i cannot find it anymore yeah I, sonic is always i think sonic is a top 10 like most recognizable characters of all time it also helps that unlike nintendo who for years didn't merch do merchandise at all sonic has had merchandise out forever oh yeah you could buy socks and hats and shirts with the standard sonic the original sonic design on it so but i mean mario's been that way for a long time too yeah, nowhere near as much as long as Sonic, uh, because like Nintendo had that weird thing where they didn't want to do toys and they didn't want to do T-shirts that were official. They were really weird about that stuff. I remember wanting stuff as a kid and they just did not sell it. Motherfucker had the Mario Zelda cereal. Remember that shit? Oh yeah, yeah. That was a. And they had their cartoon. It's for breakfast. <laughs> you know what was funny is that cereal. Wow, that cereal was the same as the Batman '89 cereal. You remember that shit? Yep. I but but was that the really the song? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Look it up. <laughs> you know it's on the internet. Just, I, I just well, I'm not gonna listen to it right now. Hell yeah! Just, just jam it I, out. I just, I'm gonna gonna believe him on it. It sounded awful. Well, yeah, most most songs back in that day were pretty awful. Uh, most songs in this day are pretty awful. That's true too. What happened to good jingles? I forgot to mention that I, I, I picked up an Apple TV and I played some games on my streaming device, which was very weird for me. Yeah, how was that? It's The system is really nice. Like, like if you have a Roku or something and then you go to this, you're just like, man, fuck Roku. Like, this thing just destroys every other streaming device I've ever used. But the fact that I could sync my Xbox series controller to it and then play I, I so with the system I got like three months of Apple Arcade so I downloaded that new Sakaguchi game the Mistwalker game I downloaded What the Golf because I've heard a lot of people talk about that and I downloaded Oceanhorn uh, 2 oh Oceanhorn nice Oceanhorn so... 2 is, is essentially um oh fuck What's Genshin the... Impact no um why can I not think of the name of the most popular Zelda game in 3D? Ocarina of Time? Yes. Why? Man, I'm getting old. 
Apparently, wow. Um, but it is essentially Ocarina, uh, but you can't invert up and down, so I can't play it. Um, um, Fantasia is not Fanta- Fantasian. Asian. That's cool. Like, I hope that comes to other things because that's a really cool RPG set in a diorama. I saw a screenshot of the credits that says it was like published by Apple, so I have a feeling you won't see it anywhere else. Yeah, I know it sucks because it's really cool. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting thing that I got to do was was finally check that out, and it runs really well. Looks really good. Did you play what the golf? I did. That game is cool, man. Right? It's fun. <laughs> it's dumb. I I thought that game was gonna be just a joke, and then it gets hard. And I was like, oh, this is actually pretty impressive. Yeah, like, I immediately knew it was for me when I got to, like, shoot the house at the hole. Well, is that the one one where you have to um, put everything into the moving van? No, 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 no. This is one of the first, like, five levels. Because it starts you off with the ball. You shoot the ball. Good to go. Then you shoot the raccoons with the the exploding barrels. And then, like, you shoot the guy. Yep. And he's, then you, and then you shoot the house. <laughs> like, okay, this game. I'm in. There's there's one where you have to shoot all the furniture into a moving van. Oh nice. And the moving van takes off. Right? And then you start golfing the house to follow the moving van. Yeah, that game uh, that game is cool and it works really well with a controller, so I was playing with mouse uh support because it's on um PC as well. Yeah. So so I'll play around with that for three months, you know, for free. I don't think I'll subscribe to Apple Arcade, but it'd be a nice little three-month thing. When you mentioned that, I forgot I, I played a little bit, and by that I mean I started it up near on the phone. Oh, yeah, that came out. I'm going to I'm gonna have to see if it has controller support, because I really hate touching the screen. Is it free, or is it... Yeah, it's... It's a free-to-play game, so you know there's gotcha mechanics somewhere. I'll have to see if it's on uh, Apple TV, because if we could play it with a controller, that might be cool. Uh, the last event that happened this week was the Sony State of Play, which might be their E3. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe. Because um, they don't actually go to E3, so they did like a 15 to 20 minute State of Play about Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, and that game looks so freaking awesome. Yeah. Visually, can't wait. visually, that game is remarkable. It, it just truly looks amazing. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than I can't wait to play it. I did watch the. Uh, I didn't watch it when it streamed. I waited until after because I was actually busy. And I loaded it up on my TV in 4K. Just. Oof. Cannot wait to see that game and play that game. I mean, I, I don't. Do you think it's out this year? Uh I think <sighs> yes. There's a chance it's out this year. Okay. I'm I'm just curious because they didn't they didn't specify, but I I do think so. So like Ratchet is the last game that I know that Sony is putting out, and then like Horizon was the only because God of War is not this year. No way. I mean, Say we, that one more time? God of War is not this year. No, not this year, no. I mean, we haven't even seen that game. Right. Um, But everything else is not this year, so, like, what would Sony have for the fall? 
It's got to be Horizon. That's... It's got to be Horizon. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be Horizon. We haven't, we also, um, I don't think it's this year, but one thing that I, I keep waiting for them to say more about is the next Spider-Man game. Yeah, I think that's 2023. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Because they, I, I, I just, I don't know about that. Miles Morales just came out, and Ratchet yeah, is coming they, out in like. Yeah, it's not like they're making a. It's not like they're making a brand new engine. They've already got the engine up and running on PS5 for Miles Morales. So I, I mean, I understand that, but during pandemic, I don't. I just don't yeah, think don't we know. see it till 2023. I think it, I'm going to go on record and say I think it's next year. Hey, if it is, I, I will play it. I think their big game next year is going to be God of War, and I think Spider Man's the year after. Um, I mean, they put up the original Spider-Man and God of War in the same year. Yeah, but it's two different teams, and the team that did Spider-Man just released two brand new games. I already... I've said before that I think it's two different teams that make Ratchet and Spider-Man, but... I mean, it may be. Um, I also saw, because of that conference call, I guess... Uncharted is coming to the PC, Uncharted 4, which just continues to stoke the flames of when is Bloodborne coming to the PC. I'm just thinking more of stokes the flames of fanboys that can't get over the fact that their games might go somewhere else. Like Dude, I can't. Somehow ruins their experience. I can't deal with the fanboys anymore because I don't know if you saw the discourse about Aloy's face. No. Oh my. I didn't wade into... I didn't wade into that <sighs> fucking sewage dump of uh, conversation. Yeah, there's a bunch of people out there that are like, "Oh my gosh, she looks so ugly." They need to make, they need to stop making women in their games ugly. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't." <laughs> oh, I just, I'm sorry. There's a reason why there's a game on the PS4 store about hentai, and just. Y'all need to stop. Something wrong with you. Something wrong with you. There's something I, wrong I, with us. We're, we're not sponsored, but go to adamandeve.com or do yourself a sex doll and then shut the fuck up offline. Thanks. I just, like, people are out there weird. mocking up other faces for her. Like, who? Reminds me of that really creepy mod, um, cinematic mod for Half-Life 2. Where, like, Alex has totally been redesigned, and there's a bunch of different outfits, and you're just like, you you made this game look better for the most part, and then you decided this. Like, what happened? I don't, I don't. Gamers are fucking horny. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I don't like. I like. I don't know if it's because I'm old. I don't know if it's because I don't. I just don't understand people. Like I don't understand the plastic box wars. I don't understand the zooming in on on screenshots and going look at this low resolution texture. I don't. I don't understand the oh my god, you're making this character ugly. Like. And so I missed the first part of that conversation, Ken. Who who are people saying they made ugly? Aloy. Oh no, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like the the the, the it started with that she gained weight. 
just like what? Just so ridiculous. This man with neck beard who <laughs> sweats and kicks burritos out of his rolls. If I want yeah. to play as a female character, she should be uh, proportioned like um, 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 you know the the hentai games. Um... Assholes like that are how we get the third birthday. Is that what we want? Oh, no. More of the third birthday. Nobody <laughs> wants the third birthday. Uh, I can't. There's a bull, everybody. <laughs> I don't know which I hate worse: the the, the, the creepy uncle dudes or the fanboys. Like they're both just uh, creepy uncle dudes because that that boils over more into real life. I'm sure. I don't know. Like I think one of my favorite and like the person. One of my favorite things I saw a response to when people are out there arguing about console wars is like somebody asked them, they're like, can you take what you just said and go say that to your significant other or to your mother? Right. Like, how would they respond to what you just said? That That's my point. Like, they don't, <laughs> they, that's not going to fly in the real world because everybody will just look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are What's you, wrong with you? Why are you spending so much energy talking about a corporation that doesn't give two shits about you. <laughs> like, I just, I just can't, man. I don't fully really understand being like, I have a preference. I like this for that. Yes, absolutely. You if know, you I work prefer, with a guy that's fine. who is counting, counting pixels. And it's like, yeah, man, I get it at one point or another, but it's like, sometimes I feel like he's justifying the purchase to himself when he's talking to me. I'm like, all right, man. I, I don't care. I'm not buying one anytime soon. Yeah, I, I um, just... but but even even at that, like, I don't know why you spend so much effort doing that. I mean, you no offense, Ken, but you come on here and you're like, wow, this this device makes my switch look better. It's like I don't give a shit. Not what you're saying, but it's like to, to I don't care about making my switch look better. I'm fine with it as a as is type of thing. And it's like. We all have a bit of it. It's just these people take it to a level. I mean, look at how many times I've talked about Wonder Boy. Most people, I have a feeling, glaze over. Like, just, oh, just give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I but the difference, that. the difference, though, what I'm referring to is that, Anthony, when I said that, I didn't harp on you for six months that you needed to buy the thing to make your Switch look better. Right, right. And I... I, I just told yeah, you... Because that thing makes your Switch look, look better... Switch is the best, and everything else sucks, and I can't believe anybody would play anything other than the Switch. Yeah, I'm like that. Ma- I'm just making uh, a distinction, though, of like <laughs> where I sit on the. I get it to an extent, and then it goes into a level of like what Ryan just said. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you got a preference? That's up. cool. Like none of us even fight about it on the show here. Ryan plays everything on PlayStation. When he says I'm playing it on PlayStation, I don't go. Well, Ryan, you know. It's the better. resolution is fifteen and a half percent better on. I don't care. The Xbox runs it at sixty frames a second, whereas the PS5 only runs it at fifty-eight. Yeah. I mean, how do you no. even play that, Ryan? How do you? It's unplayable garbage. <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here eating glue and being like, "I like the Switch a lot. It's my favorite." <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, "My PlayStation Classic plays everything really well." Except for Tekken, it doesn't run. It doesn't run in the right hertz, Ryan. You're you're not allowed to enjoy it if it doesn't run in the proper hertz. 
this conversation hurts. It does. It hurts me so it bad. Just, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I just kind of, I kind of want to see two people actually th- th- go to fist throwing. Like two adults about consoles. They would Ain't never... nobody that's having this argument ever thrown fists with anybody I ever know. in their entire that's life. That's why I kind of want to watch it. That would be fun it's to watch. <laughs> Friday night grifta fights. <laughs> oh shit! All right, we got some emails. We read some emails. Uh, can I go through? A couple oh, go ahead, go ahead. Then I'll get things. the emails. Uh, Knockout City will allow new players to try the game for free until level twenty-five. It's also on Game Pass, by the way. Yep. My son and his friends have been playing the crap out of that. Um, X people can fly devs form new studio. Didn't they not finish the last game they worked on? Oh, sorry. Well, that's just it. Like, I'm like, who who's leaving that studio? You haven't done anything in years. That's not what true. What was the last game they worked on? They just released Outriders. Uh, what? Oh god, yeah. Outriders. Oh, Outriders. Yeah. Oh god. All right. But like all the people that like when you think people can fly, they're gone. <laughs> Right, so they just like found still grifting on Outriders. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> CD Projekt Red, uh, uh, one of the narrative designer has left CD Projekt. Also, Red. there's a new game director for Cyberpunk. That, that was the second part of it. Oh, okay, yep. my bad. Um, speaking of Sonic, I didn't even bring it up. Roger Craig Smith, who wasn't voicing Sonic earlier this year, <laughs> he like retired from doing Sonic. Back as Sonic again, so I have no idea what happened there. I mean, his retirement. Wait, wait, his retirement. It, it had to go fast. <laughs> I think that good. just means that he has to die, Ken. <laughs> no, it, it, it ended fast. It had to go fast. Oh, his retirement ended fast. Um, what don't ruin my fucking jokes? You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird that he's back already. Um, I know that I wanted to say. Um, they must have offered him a good chili dog. Yeah, because the guy from Sonic Adventure was also looking at getting back to the Sonic voice. Um, oh my god, I forget his name. Anyways, when's Jaleel? I, when's Jaleel White gonna? I take hate Jaleel over? White as Sonic. Oh, you are. You go away, hey, man. <laughs> That's no good. Like I get it. <laughs> I, all I can think of now is the the Key and Peele sketch about Jaleel White. Uh, <laughs> He's just not. I don't know that I've seen that one. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's he's I, he's fine. I just didn't like him as Sonic. Anyway, sorry. I was, Ryan. Sharing, I was just gonna say I was sharing the Key and Peele sketch uh, with Mr. T uh, with a friend of mine the other day. Have you seen that one? Oh, is that later seasons? I don't think I've seen that one. No, it's the one where it's like uh, it's set like the the old PSAs from the late '80s and early '90s, and there's the two kids on the playground and. Uh, the one kid says to the other one, well, they're not kids, um, but the, the one kid says to the other one, um, oh, yeah, well, your hair looks dumb. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. Don't let anybody make fun of you for your hair. <laughs> that, that, and he, he cries at the end. Oh, uh, that, one's, that one's one of my favorites of theirs. Yeah, I haven't finished it. Like, I started watching it because it's on Paramount Plus, and I started watching it. And, like, there's some, I love the, the, um, the street interpreter for Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, that one's good. <laughs> the the noise, the one with noise, uh, where they're doing the break dancing on the street. Yeah, yeah, seen that one? yeah. I see that. He's going noise, noise. Uh, noise. That one's really good. The um, the my favorite is the Drax them sclounced. 
with the ter- the Terry's on the airplane. Oh yeah. I think that one's really Honestly, cool. I think my favorite one is where everybody's name is a fart. <laughs> you know, those guys are hilarious, this, man. This is my wife. <sighs> it's funny that um that uh um is it it's Peel, right? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele uh, went off to be uh, a horror director of all things. Right. Yeah. And a very good one at that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Get Out and uh, Us are both very Us, good yeah. movies. And then they, he did the Twilight they... Zone? Yes. Yep, he did. I watched a couple episodes they, uh, of Twilight Zone. It's okay. The uh, Key and Peele did a really, when they were both on Saturday Night Live, they did a, no, no, no. When Keegan-Michael Key was on Saturday Night Live, uh, he did a skit uh, with Keenan Thompson, where they were playing security at the Muppet Show, <laughs> uh, and they 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 beat the crap out of the two old guys heckling from the uh, balcony. Waldorf and yeah, whatever uh, the other one's name is. Those guys are very funny. Anyway, any other news oh, before I do yes. an email? Uh, the Randy Pitchford news. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. that on the. He just throws uh, that, that out uh, on Twitter, obviously, to piss somebody off. Yeah, uh, I'll read the tweet verbatim. Good news or bad news first? Good news. An update for Borderlands 3 has been prepared for release. It includes full cross-play support across all platforms. Bad news. For certification, we have been required by the publisher to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles. Boy. Wow. Yep. That's, uh, that comes out right after Sony is, is outed for telling... Uh, publishers that they have to pay. Now, I don't know if that ever went into effect. Technically, yeah. yeah there's a there's a flowchart of it. There's a spreadsheet I of how much each that... company had to pay. Oh, see, I only ever saw the like first piece of the document or whatever, or the tweet or whatever it was that said that, but I didn't know it was actually put into effect. I thought it was a thing that was in discussion. No, no, no. There's a there's a spreadsheet out there that shows like how much Rocket League paid and how much Fortnite paid and. Yeah, because it's based on it. It was a it was a formula based on like how much of our sales would go to Xbox or PC, and then you have to pay that percentage or whatever because we're losing customers or something. So it sounds like uh, 2K didn't want to. Yeah, 2K um, was like, "No, nah, we're not paying. It, we're not paying that." Which funny, knowing that that company has a ton of money. Oh sure, but it's not right to make them pay to enable Correct. the future. I'm just saying, like it's it's it just it's one of those weird things where it's like I'm surprised 2K wouldn't be fighting that more if that was the case. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, Sony needs to not do that. That's a shitty practice. I get it. It's a business practice and whatever. A shitty business practice. But it just Ryan. <laughs> what's the what's the um the uh, orphan grinding machine? <laughs> yeah, that's what I. You know, it's a shitty business practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not what it's based off of, but that, that's the first thing I thought of. It's like, yeah, it's just business. Yeah, so is grinding orphans. Yep. I mean, it's good. <laughs> Local school raises twenty thousand dollars to stop orphan grinding machine. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that tweet, Ken? No, I have not seen All that right. tweet. Uh, I have to see if I can find it. Oh, all right. I'm making you search for that, right? No, that's it, Ken. All right. First email we got comes from Rick. 
He says, hey guys, epic food discussion last week. It inspired me to look up the nutrition facts on the triple stacker at Wendy's. <laughs> Basically, the results just say, don't eat this. <laughs> yes, you should not eat that. It will destroy you. Uh, anyway, I finally scored a Series X. Uh, and we'll be setting it up soon. Found it on Walmart through a third party. It just said nationwide distributor for about double the sticker price. But thought, eh, worth it to me to have it now. Your prediction of 2023 availability kind of made me decide I need one now, which brings me to my question. By the way, I apologize for making you spend a thousand dollars on a video game console. Um. Do you have any tips for settings and stuff? I heard you talking about turning certain things off for certain games like HDR. Do you tweak settings for certain games? Did you turn anything on or off that you mu- that you thought made your overall experience better? Uh, also, which games should I be expecting? Should I be excited about coming out in 2021? I guess not Cyberpunk. I'm into RE8 now on Xbox One, uh, which is the only game I thought, man, this will look great on the Series X. Also, am I to understand that any game I bought on Xbox One that has a Series X version will be smart delivered to my new Series X? Do I have to go down, go in and re-download my stuff in Series X versions? I soon hope to have an LG OLED to really kick the tires on the new box. Last question, how do you feel about mounting TVs versus keeping them on a stand? Thanks, y'all. Love the show. More Gambus, please, and keep up the great work. Bacall. Um... To go back to the first question as far as settings go, it really depends on your TV. Um, if you're not running the LG OLED, I suggest you either choose between 120 frames a second and VRR. Try not to run both of those if you're not running the OLED because they just seem to fight with each other on other TVs. Um, as far as HDR and games in general, I think you're fine leaving that on for every game. There, there were games in the past that would run into issues like Nier, Automata, looked a little washed out in HDR, so I might turn it off for that game. But other than that, it's it's pretty pretty fine. Um, games to look forward to in 2021? I mean, if, if you're looking for Xbox exclusives, I don't really have anything. I mean, check out, just get Game Pass. Because if anything does come out, like Psychonauts will be out, and you can play that for free. Uh, Flight Simulator, you'll be able to play that for free. Halo, you'll be able to play that for free. Just get right. Game Pass. And if you didn't upgrade from like an Xbox One X, and you upgrade from just a standard Xbox One or an Xbox One S, uh, a bunch of those old Xbox games have a bunch of upgrades. And through some of the 360 ones, like frame rate, uh, frame rate wise and scaling into 4K and everything. Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of games upgraded, like the Splinter Cell series. Every the original Assassin's Creed, like, yeah. look like the PC version on like high settings now. Yep, and yeah. every original Xbox game runs at 4K native now, which is really nice. Um, as far as smart delivery, you don't have to do anything. In fact, your your system will pop up a message that says, "Hey, this needs an upgrade to the Series X version." Just download. If there is anything to download, it'll do it automatically. Just make sure you put it on the internal. Because if you don't, you won't be able to play it. Um, last question, and I'll open this to everybody. Mounting a TV versus leaving it on a stand. How do you feel? Uh, I have... Hold on. Five televisions in my house. 
and uh, two of them are mounted, and three of them are on a stand. Did you mount them yourself, uh, or did you pay the time? I did. I did, yeah. I did. And then obviously my projection screen and stuff is mounted, uh, and my projector is mounted. But, um, yeah, I mounted the TVs myself. I I don't have a, an issue doing stuff like that. It's not that hard. No, as long as you can find the studs, it's not hard to mount a TV. Well, that's why I have a stud finder. I mean, does it work when you put it up to your chest? It does. Okay, yep. then it's working properly. You can't be a, you can't be a dad without um, having a stud finder that you put up to your chest and say, "Well, it seems to be working." <laughs> it just comes with the territory. Yeah, but you, you'd be at the hospital when you walk out. You'd be surprised how many geeks don't know what a stud finder is and or how to use it. That's, That's why I asked. I didn't know how to use one until yeah, about I'm, five or six years ago, to be honest with you. I'm I'm a pretty generally speaking uh, handy guy, so I usually do most home repair and stuff by myself when I can. Um, I've had to become one. You have to become one when you buy a house. Otherwise, you're spending a yeah. fucking fortune. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm the guy now that, like, I got excited at Christmas because I got a new fucking, like, 150-piece tool set, you know? Yep. Like, that's the shit I get excited for now. Like, I open it up. I'm like, wow, this is really pretty. You know? Yeah. That's, that's the things I get excited about now is, like, a, a really nice drill. Or a circular saw or something like that. It's like, man, this yep. this is some nice shit. Um, yep. I have a mount set up, um, but I have not used it. I've just been sticking to the stands. I don't have a problem either way. I don't have a preference. The only thing I don't like about mounting is that anytime I have to switch cables or something, it can be kind of a pain in the ass. Depending on how flush you set it, I guess. Yeah. So, but no. I mean, it also depends on the television at that point, because like, <clears throat> there's a Sony one in this house that all the, like, there's like maybe one HDMI port that's easy access, and the rest of them are right behind the screen in the center of the television. So good luck, because it actually sits in like a an indent too. So it's not like you can just reach behind and pull the cables out. Yeah, the yeah. um, it, the TV thing like. If you're making a TV now that's meant to be mounted on the wall, don't put an HDMI port facing the wall. The back. No, that's dumb. Oh, yeah. God, that too, yeah. yeah the... Thankfully, the Samsungs that I have, I've got, um, I have a TCL, three Samsungs, and an LG. Technically, I have two LGs, but the other one's so old, it's just sitting in a storage room. <laughs> um, the... Um, and I think actually all of them have the cables facing sideways. Yeah. Which helps for sure. I have a TCL in my son's room. We have the Vizio in the living room. I got the LG in my office. And the LG has one HDMI plug that faces the wall. And I'm just like, yeah, see, that's what? just. That's when you got to yeah, buy one of those L shaped adapters that don't support HDMI 2.1 or something. And Yep. Fuck that. So I, the LG is on a stand on my entertainment center. It is not mounted on the wall specifically for that reason, that it does not have all four HDMI ports on the side. So. Yeah, I, it's funny that you mentioned you have an LG in storage because I have two Vizios in my garage. Yeah. Yeah, the LG that we had, it's actually, it's so old that, like, uh, and actually the LG that we have downstairs as well, we've got a... um. 
I've got an LG in the guest room downstairs that uh, uh, I need to get a like a Fire Stick or a Roku or something for because it's so it's 4K but it's pre HDR 4K. Oh God. Um, and so it doesn't, none of the streaming services work on it anymore. Um, <laughs> like they, it, you know, you try to access it and it straight up comes up and says the television's too old to run this software. Oh um, uh, but that, I mean, that was the same way we had the one LG that we've got upstairs in our bedroom for a long time and we got tired of not being able to use it, uh, for any of the streaming stuff. So we bought a Samsung to replace it. Yep. So we've got, we've only got, uh, one house in the TV or one TV in the house right now. That's not 4k. And it's my son's that's up upstairs in the loft. Um, it's a 1080p set and it sucks. I hate it. It was a <laughs> Samsung that we bought for like $180 and I hate it. Yeah. Um, so it'll, it'll eventually get replaced. The only thing 1080p in my house are my computer monitors. Yeah. I, I find it funny. Oh man, I've play. got, I got so many computer monitors in this house. It's ridiculous. My wife yells at me all the time about how many computer monitors I have stashed around this house. When the company I was working for went out of business, they sold all the tech super cheap and they just gave away computer monitors. So I think I have, I think I have, I don't know, seven or something like that. Um, Just, you know, 22 inch. I've got two 27s and probably five. 22 inch holy monitors. shit i've only got 19 inch monitors i've been thinking about upgrading to a bigger monitor for my pc well you, you need a monitor you let me know <laughs> i might be coming to you like hey i could use a monitor <laughs> oh shit what were you gonna say anthony sorry you got cut off i going back to the whole uh i i eating glue and playing the switch i have a tv it's 4k it was because i needed a bigger tv than my 24-inch uh, 1080p that I've been playing on. What, what kind of TV did you buy? I don't think we ever talked about uh, what kind of TV you bought. Who gives a shit? I give <laughs> a shit. I This my kind of shit. I like to hear yeah, about it. It's an RCA. It's got a Roku built in. It's 4K. It got HDR? Fuck if I know. What do you mean you don't know? Can I... It can. I was playing on a 24-inch television, and I was like, yeah, I'm done... Squinting at this small screen. I'm gonna and be I real. The big screen. I'm gonna be real honest with you, Anthony. And I don't know why, but I don't know if you know this or not. But the last time I went and looked at TVs in a store, I don't think I saw an RCA. No. RCA is kind of like um, like there's one Panasonic model that I saw last time I went to the store, but I didn't see any RCAs. Same. Shit. Where'd you buy it at? Uh, our equivalent of Radio Shack. Oh, maybe it's just a Radio Shack brand now. I don't know. I mean, or maybe maybe RCA is just a thing in Canada. I remember RCA. We used to have them down here when we had two TVs, but I don't think they make 4K TVs down here. Like the 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 low brand market's been bought up by fucking Hisense and TCL now. Yep. So. Uh, I want to say it is a 15-inch smart uh, full HD. You now, see, this one's 1080p. Mine is 4K. God damn it. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I know, like the mystery of Anthony's TV. I want to know Give if the TV supports fucking HDR or not. Because you're running a TV that don't support HDR in 2021. What are you even doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
What are you what are you doing? Like you can buy one of those for like three hundred dollars. Like a good one. Like TCLs are a good ass TV and they ain't expensive. They are good TVs. Yeah. Hey, hey, you seem to forget that I live in Canada, so everything's more expensive. You're like, well, we can just go down to the TV store and buy one for three hundred dollars. <laughs> Not the fucking case here, bud. Wait. <laughs> Did did someone from the country that legitimately has a store called the beer store just make fun of Americans for having a TV store? You still we don't have a lot of we don't have a we don't have a lot of retail options anymore. To be completely honest, it's like Best Buy, the Source, Walmart. You're done. How do you not just go to Best Buy and get like a, a cheap TCL 4K HDR TV? Because they're not cheap here, Ken. They're not cheap. I bought a cheap TV. Now let me fucking stop asking you goddamn questions. I have to keep walking back. You want to know what the fuck my TV is? I'm trying to figure it out. God damn it. This is my favorite conversation is talking about Anthony's oh, TV. <laughs> my favorite. Alright, you keep looking. I'm going to read the next email. This one comes from Antonio. He says, been playing through Mass Effect Trilogy all week. Currently in Mass Effect 2 and I can't get over how obsessed I, I still am with it. So much so that's that, the best one. Yeah, so much so that it felt like a chore playing through the first one for the second time ever. On a non-gaming related note, I do not understand how these food delivery services are sustainable. I got a coupon in my email from Uber Eats for fifteen off a twenty dollar order. I selected a, bur- a burrito, three tacos, and a drink from Chipotle, and the order before the coupon applied came to twenty one dollars. Once the coupon was applied and taxes and fees were tacked on, it came out to seventeen freaking dollars. Um, I swear the only thing propping these companies up are their stock investors. No, it's about, uh, it's also about just getting you in the ecosystem. Yes. Um, I order from Grubhub and they have a a subscription service where you can pay like 10 bucks a month and you get free delivery. Yep. Which is huge because delivery is like $6 and we order from there at least two, maybe three times a week during the pandemic. So the ten dollar a month fee was totally worth it. Yeah, and it's 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 about making delivery like that seem like something that you would use. Mm-hmm. And if they have to use it a couple times, then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I see how this works. And then you're more likely to be in the ecosystem and do stuff full price. That's why they do the big coupons and stuff. Yep. Fuck, we ordered Cold Stone Creamery one night. Oh, yeah? How'd that go, delivery? That seems like it would be a little touchy. It was actually really good. Like, the ice cream came. It, was, it wasn't, it was like, dripping all over the place. And got here relatively quick. All right. Yeah. I mean, pff, fucking, I got fucking monster Reese Cup fucking Sunday. It was delicious. I do love some Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah, it was real good. Real good. All right, we got the answer. Anthony's TV. The the RCA fifty inch Roku, RK Ultra HD TV RTR U fifty twenty eight. Oh my god, this five hundred dollars. Yeah, and look right there, high dynamic range. Yes. Well, fucker, I just brought up the website. I can read it myself. So this is Walmart Canada. So I need to I need to check on a TCL TV. What's TCL TV cost in Canada? Fifty inches. I don't know. Do you guys do you guys have TCL in Canada? Yeah, I'm do on they the, distribute there. I'm on the website right now. Okay. 
I'm looking at TCLs and can. What size did you get, Anthony? I got a 50 inch. I'm looking at one here. It's five hundred twenty-eight dollars. Oh my god! But it's a QLED. It's totally worth it for a QLED. But that wasn't available for that price when I bought my fucking television, Ken. Four inputs, HDR. Yeah, this is not. What's what model is this? Is this the five? Yeah, the five series. Yeah, Ken's about to. Uh... Ken's about to, to buy that TV. And, and Ken's just sitting fucking televisions in his house, and I don't give enough of a fuck, so I just bought a television because it was on sale. I think I may have even got it for 400 but fucking Ken's just like, how dare you? It's too bad he don't live near me, because I, like I said, I got two fucking you? Vizio fucking 4K TVs laying out in the garage and just yes. shoving the back of your car. And I would take both of them, because I'm a hoarder. That's fine. It'd be free. It'd be better two, than the one you I got. Have two, te- two tube televisions here, and then two standard monitors. Yeah, just but that's because you play retro monitors. games. You would totally. Yeah, that's true. You would. You would have those anyway. But All it's right. just like, fuck if I know. <laughs> Again, I worked the 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 Dynex television that I have. Whoa. That is my computer monitor. Yep, is 1080p, 24 inches. And I have had it for over a decade and still have not gotten rid of it. You know what? Maybe next time when you go to buy a TV, maybe you should just ask one of us to help you. No, because then I have to have this fucking conversation. Well, what's wrong with this conversation? We want to get you the best it thing sucks. at the best I hate price. This. <laughs> I'd come to you if I had a question about Monster Boy. Ken is... Uh, <laughs> or, uh... Anthony, Anthony is understanding now what it's like to be a fanboy and justify your purchase. Good lord. <laughs> Are you an RCA fanboy? There's nothing wrong with an RCA television, Ken. RCA's <laughs> got all these facts. I'm not even defending. I just, I purchased it. And, and somehow I've slighted Ken. <laughs> sorry, I didn't come. I'm sorry I didn't come and ask for your advice. Oh, great one. Please, sir. What TV should I buy? It's Black Friday, and I have so much time on my hands to find out. Oh, shit. Alright, uh, last part of his email says, and on one last note, Ford unveiled Fucking their... Digital all- Foundry over here, god damn it. <laughs> Ford unveiled their all-electric F-150 Lightning, and that truck is far more re- uh, relevant than the cyber cyber truck, especially when you know that the F-150 has been the best-selling vehicle every year for the... Is this a Ford commercial? Um, <laughs> Ford tough. I'm every, waiting for Alan Jackson to kick in here in a second. Every year for the past 40 years. I've always loved trucks, but could never afford one. But the way things have been rolling for me, it seems like that might change. Here's to hoping. Don't <clears> buy <throat> me a Ford truck and cruise it up and down the road. I'd say if if I end up winning the 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 million dollars for for vaccinating, Vax a million. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna buy a truck. And then you, can you? drive yep. up a new television because apparently it's like a <laughs> so Anthony, badly. I'm gonna tell you right now here on the show. If I win the million dollars, I'm gonna buy you an LG OLED and ship it to your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll just, I'll, there I'll... are people out there who probably have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, so Ohio, the state in which we live, uh, for our international li- listeners, is doing a thing where they are randomly choosing five Ohio residents um, from the pool of people who have been vaccinated. Because this is where we're at in America. Um, they have Capitalism. to bribe people to get vaccinated. Um, we... Uh, they're picking five random Ohioans who've been vaccinated to, and they're giving them a million dollars and they're picking five 
random uh, students who have been vaccinated and giving them college scholarships. To Ohio State University, Ohio universities within the state of Ohio, state universities in the state of Ohio. I got to be careful. Sense. I can't say Ohio State University. That yep. that does make sense. I, I it would be weird if they're like, "Here's a bunny for a scholarship." All right, peace. I'm on the other side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, it's better than what we're doing over here, which is if we our numbers don't drop, everybody's gonna be locked in for another fucking month. Yeah. Peace well, I mean, our numbers. Our numbers have I not dropped in lockdown. I think it's increased vaccinations in the state by like 45% or something like that. It's been so successful, actually, that Maryland and New York are going to do it now. Yeah. I mean, people called him crazy when he said it, and look at what happened. Yeah. it was. I knew it was a smart idea when I heard it. I mean, I got, vaccinated. I, like, yeah, that's... I got vaccinated, but you got damn right I signed up on that website, because if I can win, I'll yeah. fucking win it. I don't care. I mean, same. I yeah, I was same. already vaccinated, but I'm like, you know what? Might as well take my shot. Yeah, you 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 miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, baby. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird to be like, you know, uh, maybe you should drop that stick. It's like the equivalent of asking someone to drop a stick of live dynamite. Like it's on. It's the fuse is counting down, and you're like, man, you should drop it. And they're like, nah, I don't trust you enough. What if I handed you a potential chance of getting a million dollars? Like, all right. Like, All right, your fine. own safety, man. <laughs> like, hey, go get the fucking shot. I don't know if you know this about about people in Ohio, but we love our lottery. We do love. Well, I mean, it's just it's 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 everywhere. It's up here too. It's like you go get a shot. Nah, it might be dangerous. Like what? What type of stupid <laughs> excuse is that? Y'all eat a rib, but you won't get the vaccine. Yeah, y'all don't know no, what's no. in a McRib. I don't know why you're worried about yeah, what's right. in a fucking vaccine. I don't, I'm worried about getting the vaccine because I, I don't want to become sick. I mean, the other option is you become sick, so I don't see how <laughs> uh, people are annoying. All right, we got Twitter. Rufus tweets in and says, In my lifetime, I'm 52, counting every gaming console, handheld I have bought, and every game I remember buying, I can confidently say, and with a bit of shame, say I've spent almost two million dollars how much do you think you guys have spent oh man i don't even want to think about that um yeah i don't even want to think about it when i first heard that number two million dollars i was like god damn have i spent that much yeah mine's not that close mine maybe max 300 grand i mean max over all my lifetime like that's where i'd say i'd be yeah i don't Um, know it's it's hard i I, I, my buying, what's funny is my purchasing of games is inverse, inversely proportionate to the amount of money that I make. So as my income has increased over the years, I buy less games than I used to, which is weird because I have less time. Um, so uh, I mine's, mine's definitely, certainly not that high. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't give a guess as to what it is, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to do some math, and on top of that, would the math include, like, I bought, like, a billion PlayStation 2 games, but I also traded them in to buy new ones. Right. Yeah, that's like, the other part of it that I'm trying to... Like, how would that work? Does it still count as $50 if I traded in another one and got, like, 25 off? I'm I'm thinking I went too high. Probably actually a third of that, because I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I probably... I think I did the math stupid, which isn't a surprise for me. Um, I'm not yeah, curious. 
hundred grand is probably more accurate. I'm kind of curious now, like if you added up, because I've bought every console since the NES. Like if you added all those up, how much would that be? Like if you bought them at launch time. At launch, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good exercise. I mean, that's probably not even like ten grand, right? Consoles? Yeah. Yeah. Like consoles yeah, I mean, are just a one-time hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, but they, um, they weren't five hundred dollars a 20. piece. Yeah. Five hundred dollars didn't appear until PlayStation yeah. Three. Because if you remember before that, Dreamcast was one ninety-nine. Nintendo sixty-four yep. was one forty-nine. And that's at launch, baby. Yeah. PS1 was two ninety nine at launch. So, I don't know. That's that's an interesting thing. And, and $2 million, wow. <laughs> There's so many responses to his tweet. I think that's all of our other tweets. <laughs> uh, Real Shogun Beat says, The biggest surprise any company can give us is a release date. Dying Light 2 looks good, and it's 2021. Fingers crossed for Battlefield 6. Does anyone really care about the PS5 games on PC? No. I just hope they are 60 bucks because 60 fps should be a given i mean there'll be 60 frames per second if your pc can handle it i know i was asking drew the other day if he wanted to cover days gone on the pc and his pc can't even run it and his pc is only three years old so uh I mean, Dying Light 2, given a release date of December, is really that energy of, like, you were delaying until February kind of motion. I can't... I, I, it's one of those I don't expect to... I don't, not only do I not expect it to be very good at this point, I, I will be pleasantly surprised if it is type of thing. I don't see that game coming out. I could see a totally different issue stopping it from releasing. So then they end up doing more DLC for Dying Light 1's multiplayer. I mean, they're still doing DLC for Dying Light 1. I know. I know. That's but but I swear it's been because like they need something out there to keep the brand alive. It just got FPS boosts on Series X. Yeah. That made me reinstall it. I mean, that's something, right? And then I started playing that DLC yeah. that I never played. The following. Yeah, because I finished the main game, but I never did play the DLC, which is funny because they give you a Doom buggy. Driving cars. Yeah. It's a very out. different game. Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's it, though. That's the only two tweets. The, the, the other tweets that we have are replies to the guy spending $2 million. One said I would I would have had a nice BMW. Um, well, with that much money, you don't settle on a BMW. But it says here, dude, I would have had a house. I seriously had a stomach yeah. ache after cal- calculating what I spent. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> mine's definitely not that high. Like, in hindsight, it's like, no, I racked up my credit card debt really bad at one point, but that is impossible to two get to $300,000 over. $2 million. Like, I sit around sometimes yeah, and I think about, lot. like, how long would it take me to... Like, if you didn't pay bills or anything, how long would it take you to accumulate $2 million? Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It is a lot of money. I am not a rich man. I do good, but I'm not a rich man. And $2 million would still take me a long time to come up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. Wow. 
Anyway, if you want to send us tweets, it's weird on a week where we have as many emails as we do tweets. Um, but you can tweet us at N4G Podcast. You can send us emails to podcasts at ztgd.com. Now running through my my outlook straight to my face, so I see him immediately. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at ztgd. Ryan is at wombatrp. Uh, the site is a ZTGD content. Uh, Phoenix down. I'm at. What's up? I'm at complacent robot. Oh, you didn't want me to read it forever. Yeah, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Okay, there don't you go. Tell me how much you hate me. I do that on a weekly basis. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, Phoenix down, rocking out, Kiwami. I believe that is done. And then they're taking on some other big thing. Assassin's Creed. Oh my gosh. I'm guessing. Origins, right? Origins, yeah. Yeah, but still, like, just. Origins is the smallest of the new three. Correct. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, yeah. By, yeah. F- by a that country mile. By far, yeah. Well, yeah. I know it's smaller than Odyssey, but I thought it was equivalent, at least, to Valhalla. Holy no, Valhalla is, no, Valhalla is fucking Valhalla, huge. Yeah, Valhalla is probably bigger than Odyssey. Just oh, in terms really? of things to do, it feels that way at least. I can tell you, is not it having, dense having or... spent 100 hours in both? Is it more uh, dense or is it it's like? Hard to tell. I'd have to try to. I'd have to try to compare the maps like with distance somehow. But um, the map might technically be bigger in Odyssey, but it it definitely feels bigger because you're you got there's so much water. Um, you know what I mean? Here, there's yeah. land. Um, so it, it makes it easier to traverse. Um, so it's hard to compare the map size, but I can tell you just in terms of things to do, um, Valhalla feels bigger to me. Uh, oh, they, uh, that's how Ubisoft tr- said like they had a bigger map in Watch Dogs 2. It's like, yeah, it's a bigger map. It's like, yeah, the middle part is all watered. There's nothing in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finally play Watch Dogs Legion this week when the patch drops. Have fun with that. I mean, I'm it's, sure it's a it's a fine game. It's just it, they clearly don't know what they're doing with that series. It's just fine, I guess. It, it's just disappointing because it's like I like the direction they were going with originally, and then the second dire- the direction they went with two, I was like, okay, I could do with more of this, you know, with some just. And then they went a totally different direction with three, and it's like clearly this is not their main focus. All right, but that's uh, that's everything we got for this week. I have a question. I don't know. Both of you guys might be on the show next week. Do we do the E3 thing next week? It, like It'll be the last show before E3 happens. We do a is prediction it, show every year. Is it while the Bethesda Xbox is going on? That is the week after. After. It's the 13th, so next week will be the last recording we do before we're talking E3 shit. I mean, I'll be on unless I get into a horrible accident, so... Oh, that's a good outlook of life. Good job. I mean, hey, like, I'm just saying, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I'm gonna be here, you know. Alright, well, we'll do predictions next week, and then we'll talk about... I have none. We'll Done. talk about the week after, because I don't want to record during the Xbox Bethesda thing. Because let's be fair, none of us would be paying attention while they were doing that. So, 
and I don't want to do a live reacts to it, so I'll, we'll figure something out for the E3 show. We usually don't do that on Sunday anyway. We usually do that another day and just try to work around schedules. So we'll figure that out then. Um, but that's it for this week. Uh, enjoy your video games. Don't complain about video game character faces, and don't fight over plastic boxes. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that, by the way. Oh, yeah, it right. Came up. Yeah. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is that uncomfortable. Makeup photo that somebody did. It's like this is what she should look like. And I'm like, hmm, that's uncomfortable. Yep. But anyway, unless anybody has anything else, we're gonna get out of here. Peace, bitch. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.